Welcome back to another episode of the Caffeinated Christian Podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Ryan Willard, and I'm sitting here with Pastor Stephen Mannion and Pastor Mike Rigglesworth, and we have Bradley, the man with no last name. We are all here today. Uh, Stephen is back from his medical procedure that we made up the other week, and Bradley is... And getting my arm stuck in the... <laughs> and Yeah, his arm is out of the cuff. blood. On the, on the, it was on the same day, too. On yep. the same day, it was Rough really day. weird. Really it was weird. a rough day. But we have a we have a great podcast for you. We have a special guest in studio. But before we go and introduce her, let's do a little shout out to the coffee that we are drinking today. Bradley, drop it. There it is. I need to buy this for iTunes. I would play this at like my wedding in the background. It's 12 hours long. Oh my goodness. Today we are drinking <laughs> Lancaster Coffee Company and Cafe Coffee. Lancaster Coffee Company and Cafe is a charming coffee shop located in Lancaster, New York. Not only do they have fantastic coffees, they deliver a large menu from breakfast items, soup and sandwiches, and bakery treats which will make you continue coming back. You can order a bag of coffee to take with you to enjoy at home, or you can sit down in the village atmosphere and enjoy a home-like feel of the shop itself. For more information or to order, visit them at lancastercoffeeco.com. Dot getrestaurantops.com. Let me repeat that for you. Lancaster Coffee Co. Getrestaurantops.com. You can just go on Facebook. Or just Google them. <laughs> it makes it much easier. So that's our coffee. I think it's really good. It's excellent. It's really, really good. Yeah, they do have good coffee. And that's where Mike and I had our first date. Yeah. <laughs> our first friend date. Uh, first friend date. <laughs> ever. We've been putting up with each other ever since. Yeah. Yep. I like it. So today. We have a special guest for you. We have Nancy Carmichael in studio. Let me do a quick bio before we bring her on. Did I pronounce that? You did. Okay, yes, okay, perfect. Ryan Internet stalked her to get this information. Yeah, I did. So. I did. Today we have Nancy Carmichael from Sunrays Ministry in studio. Nancy graduated from State University of New York at Buffalo, where she received her B.A. in social science. She is an innovative and engaging communicator, skilled in public relations, content writing, nonprofit organization leadership, management, radio, and team building. Nancy, she's laughing over here. <laughs> Straight out of LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nancy was also a former worships art team member and worship leader at Eastern Hills Church here in Buffalo, New York. She has her own podcast uh, called the Isle of Misfits, and she is the CMO, which is the Chief Misfit Officer. That's right. Wow. Don't you Ooh, I like it. that title. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank and you. this nice. is where I she... Like I want to be a CMO. <laughs> <laughs> she hopes to show that the part of each of us that doesn't seem to fit the status quo is still loved by Jesus Christ. Recently, she has begun helping out with the Colson Fellows Program, where they take a deep dive into the Christian worldview to teach believers to understand how creation, the fall, Redemption and restoration all go together to form the only true story of the world, yeah, cool. as well as live it out. So please give a warm welcome to the Caffeinated Christian Podcast. Nancy Carmichael, how are you doing today? I'm great, thank you. Are you sure you're talking about me? Because I don't think, yeah, that sounded. That, sounded <laughs> that was another Nancy Carmichael. Yeah, oh, I, I man. Think so. Yeah, yeah, Google. Darn that Google. I know. So, yeah, so, but thank you. I'm really honored to be here. Thanks hi, for asking. We appreciate you coming in. We're excited. To talk to you today about Sunrise Ministry and everything that you are doing and have done, but let's start us off with the typical question that we have. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your story, your testimony, just uh, what you're doing and uh, how that's important to you? 
What am I doing? Okay, yes. And, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that that's that's a good place to start, right, Julie Andrews? Let's start at the very beginning. So, so it's a very yeah, good place to start. Thank you, thank you. Because if you didn't do it, I would have. So, <laughs> wait, what is that from? Oh, you don't. Come on. Oh, Ryan. Serious? That's no. not from the Sound of Music. Is it? Of course it is. Okay, okay. Come on. I'm just making sure. No, I've seen it a few wow. times. <laughs> oh, Bradley didn't know. Bradley didn't. Now you uh, know. Bradley's a millennial. All right, that's your homework tonight. Go watch home the and watch the Sound of Music. <laughs> Come on. Dang millennial. All right. So, yeah. So you just gave me time to think about. So who am I? So so like you said, I, I am the chief misfit officer, uh, but I'm really not here to talk about that today. And we're here to talk about Sunray. So I'm going to give you my testimony in light of that. So, you know, I've, I've been a Christian. I've, I've uh, lived and moved and had my being in Jesus uh, for a little while now. I'm going to say since 22 and I'm a little older than that. That's all we need to say about that at this point. Um, but before then, I really, I, I would tell you I grew up, I always believed in God, um, but I don't think it was a settled issue for me until I was about 22 and some of the weaving that we do at the, you know, the, those, the, that young age where we're questioning and rebelling. And I did it, you know, I did all of the above. Um, but always in the context of like, I never, I could never say that I didn't believe in God. I think what I didn't believe was that I, was that I could be a Christian and, and still, that it was still okay to be myself. I think I believe this lie that you have to give up being who you are. Like there's a form you have to fit into. Exactly. Okay. Yes. And um, what I didn't realize is, yes, we are called to die to self, but what I didn't understand was is to the sinful nature, not mm-hmm. our true self, because our true self is Christ in us, right? That mm-hmm. brings out the 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 truest part of who He created us to be. So I remember when I was twenty two, you know, I you know looking for love and all the wrong places, and you just kind of aimlessly floating in life. I remember having this conversation with Jesus that sounded a lot like a conversation He had with Peter, and I'm not comparing myself to Peter, but I did kind of use his words when, when Jesus turned to his disciples after, you know, everybody left him, you know, that whole deal, pastors are here, you know, he fed the crowds and then he immediately follows it with those hard words. And they're like, Oh, who can, who who can do this? And they all took (laughs) off. So Jesus turns to his disciples and he says, are you going to leave too? And Peter says, I bet you know what he said. Where else could I go? Where else can I go, Lord? Because you alone hold the words of life. And I found myself literally saying that to Jesus. Like, where else am I going to go? I got nowhere else to go. I'm not even saying I'm happy about this, but I'm done. I'm done fighting. I'm done running, whatever it means. I don't even care what if I do anything with my life. I just know I need you. And that was the starting point at 22. And from then, you know, I'd like to say from from that point on, everything was happily ever after. And Julie Andrews sang every day and it was all mountaintops. And it wasn't, of <laughs> course, because that's not what life is. But I can say for sure that I, I've known that one of my life scriptures is Hebrews 13, 5, right? I will never, ever, ever leave you nor forsake you. So that that has been the the continuing theme of my life that... Christ, not just with me, but Christ in me, right? Mm-hmm. The hope of glory. So, yeah. Is that, is that vague enough or is that, yeah. <laughs> so you uh, now, uh, are you the, the director of Sunrise? Oh, no, no, sure. no, no. I am, just, um, I am a cog in the wheel and it is an amazing wheel. I mean, really, Sunrise, um, Sunrise is an arm of the local church. And uh, I mean, when I say that, it really is. And, and 
I'm going to give shout outs. They would never want this because they're, they're <laughs> just far too humble. But um, oh, my gosh. So Alice Murchie and mm-hmm. Sherry Henry, they are they would say they are the co-director. So Alice is the executive director. Sherry is the uh, vice president, you know, uh, co-executive director. Um, so, th- yeah, so they run the show. But they would tell you themselves, like, it truly is an arm of the church. There are people from all over Western New York that are helping them. And, and really, Sunrise exists uh, to with the sole purpose of sharing the love of Jesus Christ with at-risk women, children, families, really multi-generations. Um, you know, you could say they're a pregnancy center, but there's so much more. We're, you know, there's so much more going on than that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now, you say at risk. Can you dive into what you mean by that and all the different sort of arms and branches that Sunrays touches? Yes, I will try. I will see how <laughs> I do. But yeah, when I say at risk, so so again, you know, the, the main thing, you know, when people think of Sunrays, if they know about Sunrays, they think, well, they're a pregnancy care ministry. And we used to call those, you know, crisis pregnancy ministries, you know, so... So I, you know, the calling card would be if uh, someone who who is facing an unplanned pregnancy, often a single mother, uh, often low income, but not always, not always. So they don't they don't have like rules. Well, you know, we'll only take you and not you. It's, if someone is is facing that, they're there for them. It could be um, international students. So Sunrays has uh, an outreach because they're physically located very close to UB. So as such, they over the years have ministered to hundreds of international students, couples, helping them through pregnancy, helping them counseling. If it's, if it's something that's created a crisis situation and they're, and they're trying to decide, well, what am I going to actually do about this? Um, so helping them with those decisions, helping them through pregnancy, through labor, they have certified doulas mm. on, you know, um, on staff and, and, um, so helping them with, with parenting, helping, through mentoring, helping through Bible study, um, offering piano lessons, uh, summer uh, VBSs, they call it Backyard Club, where they have uh, kids and their families coming from all over, again, Western New York, a lot are coming from Cornerstone Manor. Um, So uh, a great program, interactive for the kids, and then Bible study for the moms. And then every single month, there's what we call the Single Moms Fellowship where it's a, uh, a different church hosts it, and they come and they have programming for the children, Bible studies and lessons for the for their moms, and and a lunch. So it's just it's it's hard to describe the scope of of all that's going on there. But but at risk certainly you know is based on families. You know families in in a situation where they need support. Can can you tell us a little bit about how Sunrays got its got its start? What what, what did the beginning of the this ministry look like? Sure. So, so this is where I really wish Alice and Sherry were here because they would they would fill in all the blanks. I think but, I talked yeah. to Alice, right? I think you did. Yeah, yes. it was Alice full of wisdom. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Quick side note: I was yeah. talking to her. She called me when I was at dinner, so it was like eight o'clock. And I just want to. I don't know Alice, but I do know the thing that I experienced with her on the phone. She's like, Ryan, I'll have someone contact you. I have to call. Someone's calling me and they really need to talk. And it's like 830 at night. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, wow. Like most people like, "Uh, I'll return the call later. She's like, I have to take this. So 
That's yeah. just my one experience with her of the kind of heart like, yeah. all right, I understand that. She Even at home, she's willing to take a call from Absolutely, from yes. I mean, and that is her heart and that is Sherry's heart. And that's really the heart of just about everybody that's involved. But I would say, you know, again, don't be mad at me, Alice. I'm, I know that you would say <laughs> this is about Jesus. And it is about Jesus. But but you will never meet two more dedicated, just just women of God who just their lives are all about Jesus and just wanting to share his love. And I've just never seen anyone who's laid their lives down and and they don't even look at it that way. They're just, Hmm. it's their, it's their privilege to do it. So, Hmm. um, but to answer your question, Pastor Mike, Hmm? yes. um, So my understanding is that it all started back in like 1982. There was a, there was a house meeting, like a prayer meeting that came out of um, the 700 club. So there was just a group of people that were meeting and praying and from that came this this idea from the Holy Spirit. Hey, what can we do to to help women that are in need of this kind of counseling and help and support through their pregnancy and families and and all the all the intergenerational things? So I think that at that time they probably had no idea what it would be, but that's when it started. So we're you know coming up on this is year nineteen. Wow. Right, uh, not nineteen, no thirty nine. Excuse wow. me, yeah, yeah, yeah. thirty nine years. Wow, yeah, I'm, I'm looking on your website. You guys really do do a lot of, yeah. a lot of ministry, a lot of, and I, I, I like your uh, your mission statement here. If I can, um, can read it, it says the Son of God sets people free, and we in Him are to be the rays of that truth in word and deed. That's I wish cool. I wrote that's that. That's what you yeah. guys do. Yeah, you <laughs> can't take credit for that. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that that really is the heart of it. And um, so I'm going to tell you something that I I didn't tell you this ahead for the little bio thing. So in my my previous life before I was here, um, I was actually involved in another pregnancy care ministry in another part of New York State. And so what I can tell you is that I've met other center directors and other center staff and interacted with pregnancy care ministries, not just all over New York state, but really all over the country. I've never, never met. I I just have never encountered another ministry like Sunrays that, that just is just has the scope of, of ministry that they allow uh, the Holy spirit to, to do through them. So how does, Let's just take a topic because it'd be interesting for the listeners if, because I don't know necessarily what everyone's experiencing in their life. Say someone has a friend um, who doesn't want to go into you guys or get help and just kind of wants counseling from their friend. Let's say someone who has an unplanned pregnancy or considers doing an abortion. How would Sunrays counsel them and give advice in that when it comes to that? I know that's not like a, a standard like blueprint for everything. Right. Like but, a case study. Kind yeah, of like a case yeah. study. Like how would yeah. they, what advice would you give people when talking to someone who has come to them with that sort of situation? So if someone were calling to say, say I took the call or, you yeah. know, I, I really think, and this, this is, I guess this is a standard answer, but I just think it's, it's wisdom. And I, and I know that this is their heart. The first thing is listening. You're listening, Right. Because someone's got a story and you can't really know how to counsel without really listening and not just listening to respond, but listening to really hear what's going on with them and praying, you know, being prayerful about, okay, how, not just what do I say, but when do I say it and how do I say it? Because 
speaking, you know, we're unabashed that we stand for life, that we believe in abundant life, eternal life. You know, it's, it's not just life for babies, but it's life for everyone um, and all the generations, every age and every stage. But to, but to be wise in how, in, in how we answer that need, because you're not just, this is not just a philosophical discussion. This is not just getting, you know, into a debate about, uh, you know, the, the philosophy of life or, you know, it, it's not like a dinnertime argument. This is someone's life is literally on the line. Right. So yeah, I, I, it's just so important to just be led of the Holy Spirit, to speak truth, but to do it, you know, mercy and truth, kissing one another, to be able to to speak into their lives in a way that brings them hope and not condemnation. Right. Mm. There's real urgency there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it, it's, it's a... It's a much needed ministry today, and I imagine it's it's got to be challenging for you in the current political climate that we're in, right? Well, you know, I think everything is challenging in the right. current political, you know, it's like yeah. just walking out your door, or turning on your phone, or, you know, like waking up and opening you, your eyes. If you dare have an opinion on anything, right? Right, right. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you something, and this might sound like Shangri-La. I, I, I know we're living in the real world, but what... With what, and, and I'll, again, I'll go back to Alice and Sherry because in so many ways, you know, they, they are the, they model, I think, mm -hmm. for, the, for the rest of us. They are not concerned with politics. Good. They're yeah. not concerned with, uh, you know, with, oh, did you hear what happened today on CNN? Or, you know, <laughs> that, that's not their concern. They're about their father's business. And that doesn't change. It doesn't change no matter who's president, no matter what's going on, you know, in Albany, no matter what's going on in Erie County. The truth is still the truth. And the love of Jesus is still the love of Jesus. And he's transforming lives every day, no matter what's going on. That will never change. And, and of That's course, good. the world has made some things political that are moral or right. that are right. like, like abortion, right. for instance. Sure. And so Mike and I are both part of the New York pastors for, for life. And, um, it's obviously abortions and unplanned planned pregnancies are rampant. Um, can you give us any statistics on that? On Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. All right. So here's what I looked up. So and maybe you have better stats than me because the, the, uh, the most recent stats I have are from 2018. So, uh, so the good news, so I'll start, I'll do, I'll start national and, and go down. Um, so nationally from 2017 to 2018, supposedly the number of abortions went down by oh, almost wow. 200,000. Yeah. From, from just over a million to, uh, what was it like seven, no, 862,000, they say. Do you know the reason for um, that? Um, I don't know okay. the reason. The, yeah, I mean, there's probably a lot of theories as to why that is. There has been yeah, real progress. Yeah, I mean, yeah. several states have made new laws and have tightened up on it. And right. There's been I, a lot I've of also success. seen something from 2019 that they went down even more. From 18? Um, from 18, yeah. Yeah. yeah which I don't is, have the 2020 yeah. stats, but. Yeah, and I don't know, you know, when they'll be available. But, uh, yeah, so that that is good news. Um, so, you know, I, I know it's at one point, you know, this is back in the day, another one of the hats I used to wear um, I, with um, character education and uh, ab abstinence education. You know, there was 
speaking to not just abortion but to sexual activity among uh, teenagers, they they saw actually, believe it or not, a decrease in that in the in the '90s and the early 2000s. I really don't know what the stats are today, um, but because people were getting some some actual like good education about their own life choices and that they actually had a choice. So um, that could be a part of it as well, but that's pure conjecture on my part. So, all right. So, so down to the New York state level again, 2018. um, So depending on where you looked, I saw, so the, the high number was 105,000. And the low number was seventy seven thousand. So I'm not sure what the spread is. So somewhere Each year or? in 2018, oh, in that, that year. was okay. yeah. So, so there's a range year. of like eighty to hundred, something like yeah, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm not I'm not sure. One was the Guttmacher Institute, and I the other one might have been CDC, but I, I yeah, don't quote okay. me on that. Um, and then going down, the last one I have is Erie County, and Erie County uh, was thirty four hundred for that same year. Hmm. So okay. what's what's interesting, like, so if you go to um, you know, New York City obviously would have the highest number of statistics. And what what I found, and I remember this this has been true for a long time, and this is still bearing out, that the number of abortions in New York City outnumber live births, which is very wow. sad. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So, man, there's, there, there's a narrative that we have put in front of us uh, Pretty often, and and often it's for people who are, are pro-choice. Uh, oftentimes, if I'm conversing with somebody who's of that persuasion, they'll say things like, "Well, what if the mother's life is at risk? Um, what if they were raped?" Um, they they list off reasons like that. Um, so I'm curious to know because you know Sunrise is on the front lines of this. What is what is the most common reason women are coming into these? Uh, what is the most common reason women are seeking an abortion? Well, would you I'm, say based on what you've seen? Okay, so I'm going to probably draw more on my background when I was a director because because now my okay. my role is in I'm I'm helping with communication, so I'm not doing as much one on one counseling. So, um, but that is a great question. But I'm gonna I'm gonna make a guess because I don't think times have changed that much. Mm-hmm. I think the number one reason that well, at least one of I'll, I'll say one of the primary reasons I'm more comfortable saying it that way that people choose for abortion is that it's just not the right time. Okay. I, I, you know, and that could, that could mean finances. It could mean, um, you know, I'm getting my education and it's interfering. It's just, it's just not the right time. And, you know, I've heard many times, you know, just getting in conversations with people, the, the thing about, you know, the the broad you know, or the extreme case scenarios of well what if somebody was in a you know a rape situation or just you know those awful awful situations yeah. that those are the first things that you think of and yes those things do happen but they are so infinitesimally yeah. um, uncommon. Like, it's almost like we make laws for the extremely uncommon right. event rather than like the norm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The, 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 the situation where a woman, you have to choose between the woman and the child at birth is extraordinarily rare. I looked it up on, I, one time. It's almost oh, yeah. never happens. Yeah. And um, there's a, right. I, there's a stat, I think it was on the Washington Post actually had this um, that I was looking up and it was uh, the, the rape situations. Um, most people point to that, but it actually only accounts, and this is over the country, 
it um, only accounts for less than 4% of total abortions. Mm. And the uh, the mother's life one is actually even less than that. Oh, it's way less, yeah. Right. Interesting. Right. And it's not to say that we don't have compassion for those situations. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it comes right down to it, we're still talking about human life and, and the value of a human life. Yeah. And, and then you get into, okay, there, it's one thing to talk. Even when you're saying things that are true, when you're talking with someone who's in a crisis situation, debate is not is not going to win them over, you know. And even even not in a crisis situation, this is a very emotional topic. Right. And I'm sure you know the pastors in this room who have counseled people, you know this. Like people, they don't they're not necessarily rational. They may know something is true, but if I'm experiencing Something, you know, if I'm having a deep trauma in my life, it almost doesn't matter what's true. Right. I, I need, you know, I it's it's more about a, a heart decision. Yeah. So do you find the women that come to Sunray's ministry ask the political slash moral questions or do they come like at the practical level. Yeah. Oh, they're just looking for help. They're okay. just looking for someone that cares about them. So they're, they're not, not looking for an get... apologetic no. argument to not do this. It's like, how no. is it right. possible in my life to do this right. and continue my life? Right. Yeah. Interesting. They just want someone that cares about them. Yeah. Really. And that, and and I'll say this here, like, and that's that's why Sunrays exists. And that's why we as the body of Christ exist. You know, Sunrays is just again an arm of what of what we all are in this room, right? We all love Jesus and we all want to just uh, love in his name, we're here to love them no matter what they choose. We don't love them less if they, if they make a choice right. against life or if they, you know, if they make a choice that, that they end up regretting, it doesn't, they still know that we love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Now, do you, I'm sure some women have come to you and I guess decided against sort of your worldview when it comes to the topic and decide to have an abortion still. Um, is that the case? I, I feel like that. I'm sure that is the case, okay. honestly. So I, you know, again, I, I'm like their little spokesperson here. So I don't have a lot of, um, I, I can't say with Sunrays, I've had a lot of experience okay. personally with that. But certainly, yeah, certainly that's going to ha- be the case. Has your experienced, experience hand, uh, talking to people who have gone through abortion been more after the fact, like, I shouldn't have done that? Or were they, do you find more of a, I'm glad I did that? And if in those who... Regret doing it to have they given you reasons why? You know, I think there's a range on that. Okay. I think, you know, certainly like I've personally spoken with people that have absolutely said, Oh, I regret doing that. I live with the guilt. I live with, you know, and that's what the post-abortion workshop is all about, you know, and Sunrise does have a nine week post-abortion workshop. That's all about healing and hope and restoration. Um, Yeah. What does that look like for so yeah, yeah, so that is again, it's a nine-week workshop. It's uh, it's led by one of our uh, coworkers. So everyone who was involved with Sunrays is with their coworkers, you know. Um, so a woman named Dottie has she's been the main facilitator of that for a number of years now, and it's confidential. It is you know, it's a, it is a group setting, but it's it's a group setting where there's uh, respect for privacy and no judgment and the truth is spoken in love. And it's just, it's an opportunity to, to be honest with where you are and to receive healing. 
Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's done. You know, they run in cycles. So I think our next one is is coming up in the fall. We just we're just finishing up our our spring workshop. But okay. yes, and there and there have been wonderful testimonies coming out of that. Maybe on a future podcast we can get you someone who's um, because we have had people that have shared testimonies. Yeah, so, we would yeah. love that. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's there's different levels of yeah. of need for these for the, for these uh, single moms. Um, the the question I have for you is um, what area is do you think is the greatest need i mean we have um you know there's the at least in buffalo we have the uh mother trees of calcutta house which houses uh some of these women who have children there's you know single moms and there's compass care which is real like um urgent uh, and then you, you guys it seems like do, you guys do a lot of ministry and caring for them and meeting their spiritual and counseling needs um is there any holes or or like what would you say is the the greatest need um in this whole area? I think that's a great question. And I'm, I'm not sure that I, that I have my finger on that uh, pulse for the greatest need, but I think I'll, I'll just say this. And, and I really, I really mean it. It's not just like the Pat Christian answer. I think the greatest need is for the, is, is, is for the gospel. Mm-hmm. The greatest need yeah. is for hope and salvation <clears throat> and to know that there's hope for my life that no matter what my circumstance is, I, I have this unplanned pregnancy or I have this child that, I need help. I need help as a parent or, you know, I've, I've been in an abusive relationship and I need, I need physical safety or any, you know, all those things are important to provide physical support and to provide emotional support and to provide parenting advice and mentoring and teaching. And, um, but ultimately the greatest need for everyone in Western New York is, is the need for the hope of the gospel. So if we can, if we can do that via helping with a physical need, be you know helping with with a crib or or some maternity clothes or being a, a labor coach or a doula or providing piano lessons or you know any number of the you know dozens and dozens of things that Sunrise is involved with, that that's what we want to do because it's all a vehicle for the gospel. Yeah. Bradley is a certified doula. Are you know? He's like, I don't even know what to do. We'll tell you later, Brad. <laughs> you, you'll see it in the sound of music. Yep. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> so, all right, so you're you're dealing with people in in crisis on a very regular basis, whether it's crisis because of an unplanned pregnancy, and Ryan mentioned this earlier that you have crisis that comes as a result of just kind of that existential feeling of realizing you 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 know you ended a potential you know, a life, a, a very real human life. So for women that are struggling with the, the reality of abortion and what they've already done, you mentioned those post-abortion workshops. What, how are, how are those women con- counseled in those contexts? What, what are some of the things that um, are shared with them to help them in their, in their healing journey? Right. So, so like I said, um, those, those counseling workshops are very confidential. So so confidential that I don't even know what goes on inside of them, but I do know it's yep. biblically based. Mm-hmm. I know that they provide a safe atmosphere where the women who are there, and sometimes it, you know, it's never a huge group of people. It, right. you know, it it might be anywhere from th- you know a handful, three or four, to maybe maybe a dozen. It just you know, it's 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 just different. Every group is different, but it just provides a place for them to be able to express themselves where they're at to hear biblical truth about life to face you know it is the kindness of the lord 
that leads us to repentance. To repentance. Mm-hmm. And so they don't really mince words. It's it's not as if we don't say that abortion is is a sin because it is. The mm-hmm. taking of a life is a sin. But it's also the truth spoken in love. Mm-hmm. And again, without having been physically in those sessions myself, I can tell you with confidence that there's a lot of prayer that goes into these, a lot of listening and just depending on the Holy Spirit. And I, and I know they have a, there's a curriculum. So they go, you know, like I said, it's nine weeks. So they, they'll cover healing. They'll cover forgiveness. They'll cover repentance. They'll cover, um, even, you know, even just some of the healing steps to take to reconcile that loss. Right. Good. That's really neat what you guys do. That's cool. Um, I just wanted to ask a question too, um, about, um, so Sunrise is obviously a women's ministry. Do you offer like a branch to men? Because obviously like the abortion isn't just like one sided it. Right. It, I, um, I know a friend personally that, um, his girlfriend had the abortion and he did not want the abortion. Um, and so he had to go through like a bunch of therapy and stuff like that. Do you guys offer like, um, counseling or to get the fathers involved or anything like that? Yeah, and I think that's a great question because you're Bradley. you're Very absolutely good. right. You should. He deserves a last name. So um, yeah. No, no, no. We'll lose listeners. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, no, but that that is an excellent question. And yes, absolutely. Um, the and there are there are and there have been men that are on the receiving end of counseling. So we have um, one of the ways to be involved. Uh, as a coworker slash volunteer with Sunrise, we have a group called Men of the Call, and they may be involved in any you know any number of ways from doing physical like you know work days and you know doing construction work or mentoring some of the young kids. Like we have a guy that has a bike program where he restores bikes. Um, but mm. but to answer your question specifically, yes. Yes, we, we do, and we have had men, and we absolutely are open to that. So if there's a, a, a man that's come alongside a woman, or even apart from, from, you know, maybe they're estranged or whatever, and he just needs some help, we do have people that are willing mm. um, and, yeah, and, and able to, to provide them some counseling and prayer and mentoring. That's great. Now, say someone wants to come to Sunrise for help but can't financially provide or don't, doesn't really have much when it comes to financials, how does that work for someone looking for Sunrise help? Right. So what I would say is like, we're not, I wouldn't classify us as a social services agency okay. where, you know, you don't sign up to get like, you know, a monthly stipend or anything like that. But having said that, you know, certain, this is a prayer-based ministry. So this is one of the beauties of it where it, it's, it's just, I, it's almost indescribable. I mean, because this is an arm of the church, we have all the time is, it's just, People are donating items, clothing, furniture that Sunrays is just a conduit to pass those things on. And usually the timing is such like something will come in. So, you know, if something comes in up, oh, we're probably going to get a call. Someone's going to need, mm-hmm. you know, that, right. that crib or that mattress or whatever. So that's kind of how that works. We, we don't, you know, we, we don't provide money, so to speak. Right. So, but also some reason is it, it's a free yeah. for the people. Oh come yeah, in? absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but you know, again, they're not just, we're not just here to hand out diapers where the right. people that come know that, especially if, you know, if they're getting Alice and Sherry on the phone, 
they're gonna they're <laughs> gonna hear the truth again, the truth spoken in love. But we're not just here. Like our main purpose isn't to just hand you a diaper. It's so. How are you? Do you know that Jesus loves you? What do you mm. think about that? So you know, we're going to engage with them yeah, as well. That's cool. That's yeah. great. Yeah, it's never just a free handout. No, and it's it, not that it, there's no compassion, but right. that's where, again, everything comes back to we're here to love you in Jesus' name. That's great. And so you're going to know. You're going to know that this is this is why we're here, whatever it is that you're thinking. That's great. And so you guys also do some senior care. Um, can yes. you tell us about that? Yes. So there is, uh, we have on-site uh, a three, it's a, a three-bedroom senior care. It's called the Faith, the Faith Home. So we have right now, uh, space for several. I think there's there's two right now, but we have in the past have capacity for three. Um, so it's an independent living facility where again it's a, a loving Christian atmosphere where, and it's a beautiful facility. Um, you know, I say facility, it's really a home. It's um it's a home in a residential neighborhood where um they're they're getting loved on, they're getting their meals, they're getting their, you know, help with their laundry, there's, you know, Bible studies, there's, you know, all kinds of things. So again, uh, not to make this all about me, but I, I have my own testimony with this because my own mother was there several years back. She, yes, she spent about a year and a half there and she's, she has gone to be with Jesus now, but, um, but it was a beautiful healing time in her life. And I just really can't say enough, enough good about that. How do you qualify to be, to be, I mean, how would a uh, senior citizen qualify for that? So when there is an opening, and that's the thing is, you know, when like, there's an opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. there's an opening, if you have a need, they, you know, and you're you're looking for that kind of environment, they they will interview you. Mm, so good. you know, there is um, now that unlike the other uh, the other ministries that we talked about with the furniture and the clothing, that there is uh, there is a, a there was rent involved with right. that because it's assisted living, but um, I've learned a thing or two about, um, well, independent living, senior living. I've, um, it is not cheap, boy, I learned. <laughs> no. Yeah. Nope. Um, but comparatively speaking, it's, it, it is extremely, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nowhere near right. what you would uh, be thinking to, you know, no. to pay and, and, do, do yeah. all the arenas of Sunrays ministry like mix together? For, for example, do the any of the seniors speak into the young adults' lives and vice versa when it comes to the ministries and how 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 does that work? Yeah, I mean, I think it's because it's just a day to day living situation, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have people coming in and out all the time. We have, um, you know, a lot of coworkers slash volunteers and staff and 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 families that are coming in for various reasons. So there's just a lot of natural interaction. You know, we have people that'll come in and play games with the seniors or, mm. you know, let's, you know, let's play Yahtzee or cards or Scrabble or let's look through your scrapbook or um, there's actually a beautiful pool on site. My mother and I used to swim in that pool. So, I mean, it's like, so it's, that part is not so, so much of a program as it is just daily life. So you've got that interaction where there, where there's that interchange back and forth. So speaking, so yes, the, the seniors that are living there just from conversation or sharing their life experience with the younger generation. Mm-hmm. So, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. What if, if people like, what are the, what are your needs? If people want to help Sunrays, if, uh, what, is there certain things that you need donated? Do you need volunteers? If so, what, in what areas? 
Yeah, all of the above. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> please. <laughs> yes, please. So, yeah, there's always room. Like if somebody just has a heart for this, and, and I would say that's the biggest thing, you know, um, people that just have a just have a heart to to want to be there. I, I Everyone who comes, and there's so many different ways to use your talents. We have people that that are good at crafting or painting or knitting. We have a... I'm, uh, I'm really good at knitting. Are so you really? Okay, well, we, then we have an opportunity for you. Yeah, we have something called Sew to Sew Ministry where they knit and sew and, and make things and, um, you know, and maybe donate them, well, obviously to the single moms um, or to the moms in general. So there's, there's that. So... Yes, volunteers, coworkers, always welcome. We have a women's advisory board. And again, these are people from all over Western New York that come. Uh, we have a meeting once a month. It's on a Monday night, usually the third Monday um, of every month, where they come and find out here's what's going on and what do you want to get involved with or how can you how can you communicate this back to your church? Um, because that's that's really major yeah. is, is letting the – letting the local church know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So if you have anyone who's listening that that even would like to do that, that's a, that's a crucial role in communicating. Like a liaison? Like, yeah, yeah liaison. Exactly, exactly. Is that, um, is that one of the primary ways you've partnered with local churches is through liaisons? Uh, what are some other ways that uh, local church bodies have, have partnered with Sunrise? Yeah, I would say so. So every year we have uh, an awareness banquet mm-hmm. where we invite the local church, and that's usually very well attended. That's in October. It'll be October 1st this year. It's um, usually, it's always, well, it'll be at Salvatore's this year. Um, so that's another, that's a great way to find out, um, you know, for yeah. churches to get, that are already involved to just get updated or for new churches to find out. Um, and we have several other events throughout the year. Um, we have we have a big yard sale coming up uh, uh, the end of this month, actually. So if you have things you'd like to donate, um, well, to Mike them, just had a yard yeah. sale too. Ah, yeah. awesome! <laughs> so yeah, some leftovers. Was, yeah, we sold some strollers. All right, yeah. Oh, if it's wow. good, yeah. So any of your good stuff leftovers, we'll be glad. He didn't to have take any it. good yeah. stuff. We asked. Him. <laughs> yeah, don't don't donate garbage. I've seen that too many um, times. Yeah. So uh, and then other, you know, other. Fundraisers, we, uh, you know, fundraisers and awareness, or, or just we have um, our, you know, our friends for life, which are we have churches and individuals who are just uh, sending support on a monthly basis, and that's mm-hmm. always really helpful because they're, you know, that those funds go a long way oh, yeah. to to do all the multiple things that are being done. What's your your website? Somebody can go to. So we are sunraysministries.com. And it's S-O-N. S-O-N, yes. Sunrays. Not S-U-N. Yes, right. Yeah, I just have one more question. On a practical level, you talked about how this branches into the church and the church helps out. We know the church has been helping you out, but if you had to give one area or thing of advice that the church could do better with, what would it be? Hmm. Boy, might be a loaded question, but well, <laughs> I might give you a loaded answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think now we're talking about the church being the body of Christ, right? And mm-hmm. not not just merely church buildings and church denominations, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so all right, so I needed that that level ground. I would say we need to drop the program mentality and just have relationships with people. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I was reading yeah. a book on one of my courses by Jared um, Wilson, and he yeah. said the same exact thing. Mm. The church has been weighed down by programs mm-hmm. that we've forgotten 
the people right. to an extent. And right. as long as the program itself is successful, number wise, that doesn't necessarily mean that the people are being successful. Yeah. Right? So that's a right because to circle back to what you talked about when you talked with Alice, mm-hmm. that is the heartbeat of Sunrise right there. It's like, hey, I, I'm sorry, I got to go because someone needs me yeah. because they have relationships. With uh-huh, people. Cool. This isn't just while well, these single moms are coming. No, it's Abigail yeah. or the doors know, closed at nine. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, we're done. Sorry, you know, come back tomorrow. No, it's it. it this is about people, yeah. and and not just oh those poor people that are neat. No, I mean these people. We you know they're our friends. Mm-hmm. You know, and and yeah, sometimes you have to speak some some hard truths to your friends. It doesn't just mean everything is a okay, but. But these these are people, just like we're you know, Jesus doesn't see us as a as a project. We're people, mm-hmm. and we have relationships. Awesome, so cool, good. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for your time, and uh, listeners, thank you for listening to the Caffeinated Christian Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe. Give us a five star rating wherever you get your podcasts. We also want you to know after expenses, we give the proceeds that come our way to like-minded nonprofits in our area. So every time you like and subscribe, you are helping further the kingdom of God in the Buffalo region. If you'd like to contact us with your feedback, you can email us at thecaffeinatedchristian706 at gmail.com. Email us with topic suggestions, questions, whatever, just to say hi, whatever you want to do. <laughs> All right. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Caffeinated Christian Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Have a terrific day.